Don't get miffed. Use a stick and lift. 
Royal Destiny Salon and Spa, where you are royalty. Specializing in children's hair, natural, weaved, and relaxed hair. Looking for a professional stylist who cares not only about how good hair looks, but also how healthy it feels? Then Royal Destiny Salon and Spa is the place for you. Royal Destiny Salon and Spa, located at 4936 Albemarle Road, Suite 14, Charlotte, North Carolina. Call today to schedule your appointment for a more beautiful you. 724-734-8043. That number again is 724-734-8043.
you know this bridge that is it. Local skin, coffee eyes, kinky home, brown hair. We get poetic sides and her vibe got us perfectly paired. Some forever search you, but to match you is red. See her mind like my shine, like flares. We step up on that scene like we're slicker this year. And see, it's a blessing to share my world with someone I can embrace God's work with. We ride as solid as a fossil, that's the way that we rock. We was made for each other just like he's to a lot. And by faith it was my magnetism that I saw something more and looked past my vision. Just like a short-term goal, I keep my mind on her. Something like consist the way the light shines on her. For every king to prosper, a Cleopatra's needed. So for my coffee brown, it's nothing less than queen tree. Tell you the truth, I can't even lie because I love me some of you. I'm digging your style, I'm digging your grace. to my house. 
Thank you so much for joining us today for This Needs to Be Said. We're getting ready for Ms. Lois Powers as she shares with us what's happening in our current events via spoken word. How are you, Ms. Powers? I'm fine, Catherine. How are you? I'm wonderful. Got your music. Good. Are you ready for me? Yes, ma'am. Okay. The poem I had today is geared towards the post. It's titled... Ignorant, ignorant folks. Because he was off his medication and couldn't be found, Catherine, Catherine. Yes, ma'am. Close it down. I'll call you back. Okay. All right, we'll take a short break. We'll be right back. Hi, everybody. It's now been a year since the tragic death of Michael Brown in Ferguson, Missouri. His death, along with the events in Cleveland, Staten Island, Baltimore, Cincinnati. Hi, everybody. Seven years after the worst economic crisis in generations, our economy continues to grow and create jobs. In fact, our businesses have created 13 million new jobs over the past five and a half years. But if we want to keep this momentum going, to make sure that working families feel like their hard work is being rewarded with a basic sense of security, then we all need to do our part. That's why my administration has been partnering with states and cities to help grow the middle class. Over the past few years, nearly 20 cities and counties have implemented paid sick days. Six states have enacted paid sick days or paid family leave. 17 states and more than two dozen cities and counties have raised their minimum wage. All of this will help working families. And across the country, folks are proving that preparing all our kids for the future doesn't have to be a partisan issue. Seattle, a city with a Democratic mayor, just passed universal pre-K, while Indianapolis, a city with a Republican mayor, is starting citywide preschool scholarships. All told, 34 states have increased funding for preschool, and that's good for all of us. Now we need Congress to do its part to boost the economy as well. Unfortunately, Congress left town for five full weeks, and they left behind a stack of unfinished business. For the first time ever, Congress failed to reauthorize the Export-Import Bank. That left thousands of business owners and their employees at a serious disadvantage compared to their competitors overseas. It's not good for jobs. It's not good for our economy. When it returns from recess, reauthorizing the bank ought to be a top agenda for members of Congress. Congress also hasn't passed a budget, and when they return from vacation, they'll only have a few weeks to do so or shut down the government for the second time in two years. They've had all year to do this. Months ago, I put forward a detailed plan to strengthen our economy and our national security in a fiscally responsible way. And for months, I've said I will veto any budget that locks in the sequester, those senseless cuts to domestic and national security priorities. Remember, we can't cut our way to prosperity. We should be investing in things that help our economy grow today and tomorrow, like education or infrastructure or scientific research.
Democrats in Congress have made it clear they're ready to sit down and work with Republicans to find common ground on this. After all, Americans expect Congress to help keep our country strong and growing, not threaten to shut down our government. When Congress gets back, they should prevent a shutdown, pass a responsible budget, and prove that this is a country that looks forward, a country that invests in our future and keeps our economy growing for all Americans. Thanks, everybody, and have a great weekend. All right, we're getting ready for Coach Tony Ussery to help us think ourselves fit. And this week's topic is, am I a hugger or a shield when it comes to failure? Hey, Coach, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I am wonderful, and I'm loving these topics. So let's see. Let's um, lean in and see what you got for us this week. All right. Well, um, how did we do last week? Let's check in. All right. Well, let me let me roll back because we've had two other fun topics. Uh, we had superhuman or frog legs the week before, and thoroughbred or quarter horse. And you know, after our show last week, am I a thoroughbred or a quarter horse? That was something I posted uh, on the business tip of the day because people don't think about that. We want things so quickly. And even following your message last week, I talked about patience as the elephant in the in our businesses. So I think it's an ongoing process. I think it's something that people are going to have to really look at themselves and be honest with themselves. I'm sure there's some areas that they can say, I'm doing a great job in, I'm a thoroughbred in that area. And there's other times when they say, when I needed to be a thoroughbred, I was a quarter horse. So I think with a week away from that conversation, I think we're in a mo- um what's the word I'm looking for? We're more in the evaluation process to see, you know, what other areas, because that's a bitter pill to swallow when you realize you've been trying to win a race faster than it was supposed to be won. Um, I know for me that was a bitter pill to swallow. So um, that's my check-in, and I, I just was like, ouch, you know, just slow down, relax. And people can, this could be in anything. We do it in relationships. We rush, rush, rush. So, um trying to get to, you know, that point that we want to be and feel successful or feel comfortable or feel like we've achieved something, we're going to have to take the thoroughbred approach for sure. Exactly. Well put, yeah. So the thing that that we're going to talk about this week is actually going to help people um, because in your race, whatever you're running, um, you know, like we've talked about before, and we've, I've talked about the torpedo principle where, you know, things aren't straight. You know, it's not a straight line from A to B, and you try to get as straight as you can, but it never is going to be that way. That's just not reality. And so based on that, when you're running your race and, you know, and there, there are obstacles or other horses in your way or whatever, um, you know, you are going to stumble a little bit. That's just what's going to happen. You're going to have some setbacks. You're going to have some, some failures. And the thing is, is that what stops a lot of people is those failures. What causes you, the difference between a thoroughbred and a quarter horse is a thoroughbred can have a lapse. 
and still at the end pull out of it because it still has more race to run and it still knows that. Okay. And mm-hmm. you okay? Hold on for just a second. To our conversation with Coach Tony Ussery. Coach, you were saying that a thoroughbred could win even if it falters a bit, and that's where we um, stepped off for a moment. Right, and, and sorry about that. And so the the thing is, is that what what people understand is what stops us from from running the race, or, or stops us in our track, is that when we do have a setback or a failure, you know, um, we stop. And we embrace the failure, you know, and that's why I asked, are you a hugger of your failure or are you a shield of your failure? And and the thing is, is that it's something that people need to realize well, that's something that's going to happen. We're not perfect, so we're going to make mistakes and we're going to have failures. And, and that's, you know, uh, it, it doesn't matter in what aspect of life, you're just going to have those things happen. Something's going to come up where you can't work out, where you were supposed to work out or whatever, and, and or you were supposed to, you had a deadline, you couldn't make it, or you had a bill you couldn't pay it, whatever it is. And you need to understand that it, it, those things are going to happen, 
But how you handle that failure, how you deal with that failure is what's going to uh, to categorize you as a quarter horse or a thoroughbred because a thoroughbred is going to run through it. It's going to keep moving. But a quarter horse is going to stop and going to embrace the failure and hug the failure. I mean, you've dealt with people that you know they'll they'll fail and then they just harp on it. You know they just they they can't leave it alone. They just they just dwell in it. They just they become a martyr of it. You know and 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 and, it, and it, it, they let it eat at them and and they they let it take their time their energy. And so it's the thing is is that what people don't understand is if you look at successful people, successful people are like. A shield when it comes to failure, the, the 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 failure bounces off. Now that doesn't mean that don't they don't accept that they failed, but they look at it differently. You know, they see failure as a way that they learn how not to do something, or you know what I mean. And and when you hear people talk about it, like for instance. Michael Jordan is one that that talks about you know his failures, and when he talks about his failures, he immediately if you if you listen to him, he's he immediately will start talking in the third person. So you know when he's talking about his successes, he's like, yeah, I hit that shot and I did this, and yes, I have six rings, and you know, but the times that he misses, he say, well, you know, Michael just had a bad day, you know, and 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 those things happen, and you know. Michael's human, and and so he's talking. He's he's disconnecting from the failure. He 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 realizes that he did it, but he 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 talks about it where it's disconnected in there, and he takes the emotion out of it. So he grabs on to what he can learn from it, and then he bounces it off of him so he can continue to to move through his race. And we need to learn how to do that. And, and a lot of times people think that if you don't embrace your failure, then you're not taking responsibility for it, and then you're not you're not being realistic with it, and you're not taking uh, the blame for it. Well, you know, the bottom line is you, everybody knows that everybody's going to make mistakes. There's no perfect human being on this planet. He died, he rose, and he, he he's in heaven now. But is we are all here trying to strive for perfection, knowing that we're going to a lot of times miss the mark. And so we shouldn't be upset with the fact that it's going to happen. It's just how, when it happens, how fast we let it, we deflect it so we can keep running, you know. And that's the difference between a highly successful person and a person that is not having a lot of success because if they really look at and examine where they are, they'll see that they wallow in the miseries of the, the failures and 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 the problems that they have instead of, you know, and they hug on to it and won't let it go. They hug on to it tight. You know, they embrace it instead of less letting it go and learning from it and moving on. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. It does, and I I think it feels a little crazy to say you know Michael had a bad day, but I think that this is um, 
disconnection from it helps to keep it in perspective if we do that for ourselves because we can get caught up in uh, wallowing in it and I did bad and I'm bad and so I mean that's a good analogy and of course someone who many people respect and have witnessed his success would say okay if he's thinking that way or if he's disconnecting that way and he's doing that to remain um, successful and to keep his head above the water be far above the water, then, you know, I can do it too. I think that makes a lot of sense for people. Yeah, I mean, if you listen to, if you listen to all the, listen to all the successful people, go go back and, and listen in, in, in their interviews. And, and a lot of them, you know, they'll, they'll cop to the failure, but when they start talking about it, there's a disconnection with it. You know, a guy that's a master of it is Donald Trump. Donald Trump's a master at this, you know, and Donald Trump will tell you straight up, yeah, I I filed bankruptcy, I failed, you know, but when he talks about it, it's like he's another person, even though you know mm-hmm. he's talking about himself, because he doesn't, how he puts it, I don't have time, you know, I'm I'm moving up the ladder to success. If I slip a rung, that just means I got to take that rung again. So what? I got to take that rung again. That doesn't mean that I have to stop and, and wallow in the fact that I, I missed the rung. I've, I've got to move forward else else I'm not going to get there. You know, so it, it, it's something that we need to understand that, you know, we need to, there's times that we are supposed to be emotional and there's times that we're not supposed to be emotional. And when we're dealing with our failures, that is a time that we're we are supposed to take that emotion out of it because it's telling us we did something wrong. It's kind of like uh, Thomas Edison, you know, he said, you know, um, I failed 10,000 times. I just learned, you know, 10,000 ways not that didn't to work. Do that it didn't work, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So the thing is, is that how we look at it, what do we look at? You know, what are we examining? And and most of the time, and this is the thing that's going to hit people in the gut, is that the reason that we embrace it is because of straight-out fear of success. See, the thing is, is that we all strive to be better. Most of us do. We all strive to 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 make it. But at the same time, some of us have been inbred with things like, you know, money's not good, power's not good, you know, control's not good. These things are not good. Well, you know, if you don't have them, then you can't be successful. But if you're told that they're no good, then in the back of your mind, you know, it's the closer you get to them, the more that you're going to start throwing obstacles in your way not to reach them. And we we need to understand that 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 having money, there there's nothing wrong with it. Having having some power in your life, there's nothing wrong with it. Guess what? We we're powerful people. For us to get up every day and to take steps and to breathe, that's power. That's a, that's life. We, you know, we're we're that's a that's a gift that we're given and we can use. But 
to we have to generate a lot of a lot of energy just for movement, just for thought process, just to see. And we don't understand that that's what our nature is, but we're we fight it because we've been painted this picture that like for example, all politicians are bad. Okay. You know, the 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 best politician, the, the only time, how do, you, how do you know if a politician's uh, uh, lying, his mouth it's is moving. His lips you know? are moving. <laughs> his lips are moving. You know, so right. the, but the thing is, is that that's the things that we've been ingrained with. But in fact, you know, or, or you know, the, the 1% is, you know, those rich, greedy, you know, uh, so-and-so's, da-da-da-da-da. But in, in in fact, a lot of those people started off with nothing, and worked their way to it, and so, of course, their mindset is going to change because it it had to to get there, you know, and 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 so, instead of us learning from that, we kind of we kind of hate it, we kind of dislike it, we kind of you know, shun it. And we have to change our, our, our way of thinking in order for us to truly be successful. And it's not easy, you know, and that's the other thing that, that, that people need to understand. Nothing is, and what we do is going to be easy, you know. People might make it look easy, you know, it's like, watching somebody play basketball or football or something and watching those athletes go out there and, and they look, they make, they make it look so easy and you go, man, I could never do that. But well, you know what? They couldn't at one time do that themselves, but they mm-hmm. put in the time to learn and master the craft that they're doing, that they're making look easy. But there were a lot of mistakes. There were a lot of drop balls that they were, you know, football players or a lot of missed shots in basketball players or a, a lot of, uh, wrong turns in business. There were a lot of, you know, Bill Gates was not successful right off the bat. You know, he wasn't. I mean, and so, you know, and, and a lot of people say he stole he stole what he his idea and 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 and, and took it and, and ran with it and you know it was a stone. Well, okay, he might have, but at the same time, he still had to put it to the use and build it. And it wasn't built overnight. IBM wasn't built. Microsoft wasn't built overnight. These, right. we need to understand that that's where the thoroughbred comes in. That's where you can't quarter horse and quit the race before you got there. And it's not a sprint; it's a race. And so, you know, and in in that race, there's going to be times where we're going to stumble and slow down and and and, and fail and and have to start again and have to pick up the pace and have to the move and we don't have the time to stop and reflect on what we've done wrong because let's get real if you make a mistake it doesn't take you long to know that you've made the mistake it doesn't take you long to know how you made the mistake and why you made the mistake so if you have that information of how you did it why you did it and and, and 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 how it affected you, then guess what? You have the elements of what you need to learn from it. You take it, get on with it. Outside of that, what do you need it for? Nothing. 
unless you're just looking for somebody to, to try to draw sympathies from it, you know, oh, and yeah, have yeah. somebody stroke your back and say, yeah, you gave it a try. That's not, people people that are successful don't need that because you know what? If you're running and you're and you're running your race, you don't you're mm-hmm. not slowing down enough for somebody to even pat you on the back. You understand what I'm saying? You're still you're moving. You know, if you slow right. down enough where somebody can come and put their arm around you and pat you on the back, you stop running. You know, so good point. We need to understand. We got to keep. It's all about that movement. It's all about keeping running that race, and it's all about you know. We learn from our our failures. We learn from our successes. You know, and the thing is, is that we. It's just as important to learn from your failure, but it's just as important to learn from your success too, so that you can stay on that path. How you did it, why you did it, how it worked, why it worked. You know, those are the things that we need to do because this again. This is not a quarter horse race, and this is not a lotto. And the thing is, is that, and that's why most of the people that win the lotto go broke so fast because they didn't they didn't master what they did. They just lucked up into the money, and so they don't know how to keep it because they didn't know how to earn it. They didn't go through the lessons that were necessary in order for them to have the responsibility to have that money. So because of that, they were they they were destined to fail. You know? They didn't they didn't put themselves together to the point where um they had their act together. I mean, you know, I look at it this way. If I'm playing lottery tickets all the time and I really think that there's a chance that I'm going to win, guess what I'm going to start doing? I'm going to study. I'm going to study things like finance. And I'm going to study things like, you know, some banking. And I'm going to study things like, you know, investment. And I'm going to study things like relationships because I know that they're going to change when I have money and how I deal with people you know, I'm going to prepare myself to be successful in me winning the lotto. But who does that? Because, first of all, you know that it's a crapshoot and, you know, you're, you're playing and you're hoping. But in reality, you know, when your name is called, if your name is called, you're you're the most surprised person on the planet. And so because of that, you weren't prepared for that success. You wanted the success, you played for the success, but you weren't prepared. So guess what? If you're not prepared, then you're destined to fail. Based on that, you know, you you have to understand that that anything we do and everything we do is a learned process. And Learning has, you know, our emotions have nothing to do with the learned process. That's analytically taking information and processing it and then using it according to how it needs to be used. You know, so we don't need to to feel sorry for ourselves. We need to, that's that superhuman thing that I was talking about last week or two weeks ago. We need to, to that's that superhuman quality that we have if if we just, unleash it that we can take in 
so much information, and we can do the things that we need to do if we decide to do them and do them properly. But we have to we have to examine ourselves to where we are to see that we have shortcomings and we need to deal with those shortcomings. If you're not willing to do that, then guess what? Then you're destined to fail. You will you will succeed at the thing that you're destined to do, and that's to fail because that's what you're ready for. You're ready for failure. So you are being successful in the thing that you're not really wanting to do, but that's the thing that you're aligning yourself up with is failure. So no matter how you look at it, we're destined to be successful in what we do so if you fail, you need to look at the, a lot. You need to look at the fact that, you know what, you've put yourself on that path. And you're the one that's going to have to get yourself off that path. And that's just, you know, the mindset. And it starts with how I deal with those failures. Wow. I, I might have to ask you <laughs> from now on if these are going to be um... – more bitter <laughs> bitter pills to swallow because we really have to reflect. I mean, it's easy for me to say, okay, well, Coach Tony didn't do that, and that's why we're not successful versus um, I took a part in that. And then on the other side of it, if I do own the part that I took in it, not to stay there too long, but to look at it as a way to discover a better way to approach a situation or a better way to um, do a process. or So even though these have been fun topics, it's like, ouch, because you really have to evaluate what you're doing. And each week I take it, and I want everyone to know, I do not know what the topics are in detail before he gets on air. Like I have the topic, but I don't know which direction he's going in and what he's going to say. So if your toes are getting stepped on, they're getting stepped on with mine because we're all getting this information at the same time, and I'm over here, like, cringing, like, uh-oh, i got to look at this and examine that. But we are being made aware. We do have a choice. We do have a choice um, on how we really uh, approach how failure feels and what it looks like. So I think this week, Coach, I'm supposed to be a shield. Because I, I think of hugging, I think about warm and fuzzy, let's just all hug and sing kumbaya. But you're probably not meaning for me to do that with failures. Is that right? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and the thing yeah. is, is that the, the, the statement that I want everybody to get is that we're built for success. Okay? Our nature is to succeed at whatever we're doing and whatever we have our mindset and our and our and our path for. Even when we fail and we fail and we continue to fail, we're in a success mode because we've put our path ourselves on the path of failure. So we're being successful at failing. Again, uh-huh. it doesn't look pretty at the end of the day, but it should let you know that you're capable to do anything that you put your mind to, including massive failure. <laughs> you know, and, and if you look at it that way, then everybody should have a smile on their face because guess what that means? If I have the ability to do massive failure, then I also have the ability to do massive success because it just depends on what path I'm on. 
that should be good news. That is, but it, it does take practice. It does take practice to begin to shift that mindset from "woe is me, I fail" to "ooh goody, um, if I can do this really good, if I can fail really well, then I can succeed really well too." And um, just putting putting in the work to make sure that you're moving in the right direction and discovering sooner rather than later as you go along the way. Hey. This is what took me off course last time. So it it should. You're right, Coach. It should get us excited. But that's going to take a process. And, again, yes, it's going to take a process. But we need to, at some point, at some point you have to look in the mirror and, and, and just say, enough's enough. You know, it, it, it's, it's like this. Every morning I get in my car I, I, you know, I, I plug in my phone. I put my Bible on and I listen to the Bible. Okay, as I'm driving wherever I go, I try to get as many ch- a couple chapters in or a couple, you know as many chapters as I can. But here's the thing: when I hear something, when I hear something that resonates to me, I have to accept it because guess what? It's a truth that has been given to me. Now the thing is, is that what I'm saying to some people, yeah, it could step on their toes, but what they need to understand is what you're hearing is the truth. And because you're hearing the truth, you can apply it to you right then. We don't you don't have to wait. There is no there is no no time stamp that says, you know what? I've got this information, and I've got to wait 30 days before it changes my life, or I've got to wait 60 days before it changes my life, or I've got to wait 90 days, you know, uh, it doesn't, because it doesn't work that way. You can start to change your life immediately upon you deciding that's what you're going to do. You know, there are a lot of people out there that have a problem quitting smoking, Okay. But I know some people that have just said, I'm done, and put the cigarettes down and never picked them up again, okay? That person that did that decided at that point, I'm the controller. I have that power. I've got power over everything over here. I have power over that. Now, did that mean that it was going to be a comfortable situation? I'm sure that they went through the physical and mental withdrawals that you go through, but they went through them. Okay, thing with this thing where your life is. If you don't like where your life is, look at them in the mirror, look yourself in the face, and go changing it now. Because you have to change it one step at a time anyway. You can't change it from A to Z. You have to go A, then B, then C, then D. So you have to start it sometime. Why not now? Why wait? You know, We've been talking a long time. I've been giving information a long time, and I look at it this way. If I give information, it's like when I receive information. If somebody tells me, look, if you go over there and you buy this ticket right now and put it on this horse, like a a horse tip, and the guy has inside information, and I don't do it right then, and the race runs and the horse wins and I don't place the bet, guess what? I lost out on that opportunity because I didn't move when I was supposed to right then. When you get information, the longer you wait, the longer you're going to have excuses not to do, the longer you're going to have have things, other obstacles coming your way 
and, and, and you'll forget the information that you get. Now's the time to take the information you get and to utilize it and to change your life if that's what you need or to enhance your life. But the thing is, is that there's no reason to not do it now. None. All right. Well, that leads us up to our take action until we see you again on next week. So what is it that you are calling so us here's to here's what I want people now. to look at. I want people to look at mm-hmm. what they're doing and look at how they handle their failures. You know, we're going to have a failure. Everything we do today, we're going to have some failure at something. And we need to start examining how we really feel about failures. You know, like I – I used to be one of those people that if something didn't go my way, the exact way I thought it was going needed to be, then it just didn't work out, and it was no good in it. It was either feast or famine for me, you know. Mm-hmm. I was also one of those people that, you know, if I was late, it messed everything up. You know, if I was if I was ten minutes late to something, oh my god. So. I've had to learn how to deal with things. I have, I've had to learn how to deal with things. And so the thing is, is that I figure that when I get someplace, if I've tried my best to get there on time but I didn't, then there was a reason for it, and the time for me to start when, I, when I'm there was the time for me to start. It was destined for me to start that time. And so... I'm I'm accepting and going with whatever it is that's thrown at me. And that's and that's that's what you have to you have to look at. That's what you you have to understand. I'm we're going to fail every 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 day we're going to have some failure. We need to start examining what we're doing in that failure. Are we disconnecting and just letting it bounce off and keep moving or are we embracing it and, and having a pity party or or taking our time to the point where, you know, it's affecting our race. And that's what we need to do because that's going to help us when it comes to being that thoroughbred. You know, this right here is a key point. It's like being the jockey that guides you through the maze of, of what you have to run. You're your jockey. And you have to understand, how am I going to continue to run the race without stopping? So you, we need to examine how we handle that. It's important. Uh-huh. Okay. So are we re-examining? We're just really taking a look at how we deal with things. Cause one of, and I'm asking because you made me, made me reflect just now. When I think of something, I'm not quite sure how it's going to work. I have this thing that feels like it's in my chest and in my stomach that's Kind of like, uh, it feels, you know, like maybe somebody's sticking a bunch of pins in the middle of me or something because I don't know how it's going to work. And when you said when things don't go my way, that's a lot of what causes frustration in me. So when we're examining over the next week, is that what you're meaning for us to do? To like, what is, how does your body respond? What is your mind thinking? What are you feeling? Right. I mean, you know, you need to learn how to, it's a learning process. It's not just a, let me re, re, refocus. It, it's a learning process. It's not just an evaluation, but learning how to deal with it in that successful way. 
So, you know, you have to first understand how you deal with it, but then you have to say, okay, well, I'm going to evolve into dealing with this successfully. So let's say, for example, you know, I, I, I get lost and can't and don't find my way. Well, you know, first of all, most men, we don't, we, we, you know, we're, we're so macho and so, you know, a lot of times we, we, we just know where things are, so we won't use a map, you know, or, you know, now we have all these apps that can take you where you need to go. We don't want to use them. I mean, women use them all the time because they want to get where they're going quickly. You know, but, you know, men have a tendency that every once in a while, yeah, I already know where that is. And so we get lost and then we have to, okay, so how do I handle that? Did I get pissed off about it? Or did I just, you know what? This. What I'm going to do is I'm going to plug this this address in, and I'm going to get there now. You know, I'm just going to handle the situation. Or am I going to, you know, dwell on it, be mad about it, and then when I get there, it affects whatever I'm doing because I'm upset about it and I, I, I failed, you know, and, and I let it bother me. Or I did something at work that uh, I had a bad day at work because of whatever, and then I took it home. Instead of dealing with that work situation there and handling it there, you know, and handling that stumbling block or whatever and leaving it there, then I can go home and enjoy my family and, and, and my time and, you know, my time is my time and I'm not a prisoner of my mistake or whatever. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, we have to start getting into that situation where we're learning how to deal. And so in order to learn how to deal, first we have to know how we deal. We have to really look at how we deal. And that only takes you a couple times looking at a failure and going, well, how do I deal with that? Or even going mm-hmm. reflecting on how you dealt with it. And then saying, you know what, I'm going to deal with it this way from now on. And And like you said, it's a learned process. So you have to actually force yourself to go through the steps. All right. Well, Coach, until next week and we get whatever next week's topic is, I'm not going to ask for it now because I need to totally deal with what we just talked about over the next week. Until next week, thank you so much for coming and sharing your knowledge. We've been talking with Coach Tony Ustry, author of The Fitness Game. Head over to Amazon.com, pick up a copy. Coach, also let them know how to get in touch with you outside of This Needs to Be Said. Uh, My phone number is 619-792-0662. Um, my email is A-U-S-S-E-R-Y at gmail.com, and my Skype is anthony.ustery. Awesome. Talk to you next week. You have a good one. All right, thank you so much for staying tuned to This Needs to Be Said. hope you enjoyed what Coach Tony Usry just shared with us. I I tell you, I thought he was going to do something warm and fuzzy and I was going to get to be a hugger today, but you need to be a shield when it comes to failures. Don't let them overwhelm you. That's easier said than done, but he's giving you a lot of practical steps to begin practicing that. And over the next week, you and I have an assignment to evaluate how we deal with perceived failures. They're really opportunities for us to learn and change direction. I'm going to talk about the elephant in our businesses in just a little while. We're going to take a short break, and we have a couple of newsy-type things that's going to happen, our daily dose of weird news, which is fun. It's weird news, but it's real news. And we're going to have some music from independent artists. So stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. Keep your pen and paper out because class is in session. In order 
for your dream to happen, you have to make it happen. You ready? Come and get it. You want it? Come and get it right here. Come and get it for real. Just come and get it. Takes work, but you can get it. Takes time, but you can get it. Stop talking. Come and get it. Keep pushing, and you will get it. You hoping and for Darren Marlar, and this is your Daily Dose of Weird News. Astronomers have confirmed that the universe is dying. Look on the bright side, though. Maybe we won't have to sit through the entire 2016 presidential campaign. Police in Pennsylvania say Travis Turner has phoned 911 63 times in the last three years. Most recently, when first responders arrived to treat what he said was chest pain, they discovered he was actually having problems with his air conditioner. You know, then again, no AC in August. That qualifies as an emergency in my book. Presidential candidate and former Rhode Island Governor Lincoln Chafee is also a professional farrier. That is, a specialist in equine hoof care, a shoer of horses. So, you know, at least he's got something to fall back on 
when he definitely, absolutely doesn't move into the White House in January of 2017. A man in China was jailed for 10 months after he robbed a police station and a government building and helped himself to snacks and drinks. Police tracked down the culprit by analyzing DNA left on wrappers and cups left at the scene. You might wonder why on earth somebody would rob a police station for snacks, but obviously they would have the best donuts. A Louisiana man has been sentenced to prison for printing counterfeit $100 bills in his casino hotel room. Probably the only way he could afford to pay for using that minibar. The rise in drone popularity has opened up a new industry, anti-drone defense systems. New technologies are being developed in order to keep drones away from places that they shouldn't be or doing things that they shouldn't do. Hey, you know what? How about an anti-droning system for Washington, D.C.? I hear them droning on a lot. People with initials that spell out words like ace or god are likely to live longer than those whose names spell out words like ape, dud, rat, or pig. The study looked at 27 years' worth of California death certificates. Hmm, all right, so uh, I'm guessing my initials spelling out derm probably is not a good thing either. The most popular product to come out of the Despicable Me movies is likely the Fart Blaster. The harmless gun makes gross fart sounds, but security officials at Ireland's Dublin International Airport don't agree. They confiscated a fart blaster from a three-year-old boy who was on his way to boarding a plane with his family. On a side note, if you search for fart on Amazon.com, you come up with 22,494 results. America! That's your Daily Dose of Weird News. I'm Darren Marlar. You can find more weird news at DailyDoseOfWeirdNews.com. This is Dana Sidberry with MotivationMarketingFirm.com. And you know I rock with This Needs to Be Said. It's Aisha Martin of A. Martin Group and Precious Gems Worldwide. And when I need to know what's going on, I tune in to This Needs to Be Said. It's all here. Hey, this is Chris Jasper. When I need to hear what needs to be said, I tune into, yeah, you got it. This needs to be said. Say 
some of the exciting events on the President's schedule in the weeks to come. It's August 14th to August 20th, or a look ahead. Before we begin, we'd like to give a shout-out to one of the furriest members of the First Family, Sunny. August 19th marked her second year of service as co-canine-in-chief. Sounds like a rough gig. On August 24th, the President will travel to Las Vegas to speak at the National Clean Energy Summit, an event to empower clean energy visionaries to move our country toward a more sustainable future. Three days later, the President will commemorate the 10th anniversary of Hurricane Katrina in a visit to New Orleans. In his visit to the Gulf Coast, he plans to highlight the region's resurgence as an example of what's possible when citizens, city, and corporate leaders work together to lift up their communities. The cross-country tour continues on August 31st with the President's trip to Alaska. As the first sitting President to visit the Alaskan Arctic, he will meet with everyday Alaskans who are experiencing the threats of climate change firsthand. I hope you'll follow along at whitehouse.gov slash Alaska. Because what's happening in Alaska isn't just a preview of what will happen to the rest of us if we don't take action. It's our wake-up call. The alarm bells are ringing. And as long as I'm president, America 
will lead the world to meet this threat before it's too late. September will be busy too. It's the President's turn to play host with visits from President Xi Jinping of China, as well as His Holiness himself, Pope Francis. At the end of the month, the President will address visiting world leaders at the UN General Assembly in New York. So stay engaged with us online and be sure to sample some selections from the President's Spotify playlist to keep grooving with the White House all summer long. Thanks so much for checking out this edition of your West Wing Week. Baby, don't you want to go? Same old place, sweet home Chicago. This is Poetic Grace, and I rock with this needs to be said. he creeps in your mind, let those hurtful feelings fill your heart. When you find yourself alone and lonely, don't dwell on the times when you were in his arms, because those are the same arms that let you go. When you need to be kissed, and it's for him that you wish, remember the deceit and lies spoken from his lips. And if you need to be loved the way that you were used to by him, just remember the pain that you also went through. And if you think of how he has been the one who has loved you the most, just remember that he has also hurt you so much more than any other. There will be times when you want to go back or get into your love for him, but you better realize that his love for you wasn't as strong. Strive for self-survival. Remember.
All right. Thank you so much for being a part of This Needs to Be Said. Thank you so much for supporting us and everything that we're doing. Thank you for tuning in to our Thursday night television show, whether you are in the Charlotte, North Carolina area watching it on Cable Access 21, or if you are following us on our YouTube channel and tuning in from there any day of the week, but we release the new episode on 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Times on Thursday night. Today's topic for the elephant in my business is really just telling you not to let your business ideas or your business be half-baked. And my advice to you is if you're not going to fully pursue and develop the idea you have, let someone else do it. I've said it. I've heard other people say it. Oh, I can do that. Oh, they do that? That seems easy. I can do that. But it's not so much about your ability to do something as much as it is your stamina to continue doing it when it's boring, when you no longer think it's fun, or if you run into customers that are not quite ideal. Your idea can become half-baked because we go out off of our, our talent or our natural ability to do something. However, it takes continuing, continuous training. Uh, one of the newer products with this needs to be said is booking people for speaking engagements. And before you get excited, 
before you get excited, everyone would like to be a speaker, but a lot of times we don't want to do the training. Oh, I'm passionate about what I'm talking about, so I'm just going to go out there and talk about these topics. This I want to talk about women's issues or men's issues, or I want to talk about finances, or I want to talk about parenting or relationships, because I, I could talk about that all day. But what about the preparation? What about um, getting ready? And even if you're saying the same thing over and over, do you know about making the adjustments based on the audience that you're going to go? How do you make sure you're speaking to the audience that you're going to see? Uh, If you think that you're talking to women, but are you talking to women in a Christian environment or in a corporate environment? Or are you hanging out with some girlfriends and they're having a girls weekend retreat? Do you know? And if you don't know, how do you find that out? You do some research. And you don't just say, oh, well, you know, a buddy of mine asked me to come and because I know my buddy and he knows me and, and you know, they, he just, you know, we're just going to talk like we normally talk. That doesn't last very long. You might get away with doing that for a couple of times, but you're going to want to fine-tune things because when people go to speak, a lot of times they have something to sell. Whether it's their next engagement to speak, whether it's a book, a T-shirt, some type of merchandise, they usually have something that they can put into people's hands that people had to pay for or people had to reserve, and it makes more money. So picture yourself as a speaker. You're up there and you're talking about your topic, blah, 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 and I'm an expert, blah, 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 blah. And in the midst of that, you've already been paid or given an opportunity because maybe you weren't paid, but you were given an opportunity, a platform to speak in front of people, but you didn't prepare. So you were talking to this corporate organization as if it was a church organization, and you said, well, it shouldn't be any problem to and you know invite God into the situation. But in a corporate situation, you don't know which God they're believing in. You don't know what they call their God. You don't know if you're offending some people. You don't know if you're drawing closer to people or if you're pushing people away from you because you didn't do research. You're talking church in a corporate environment. If you go to a church, you already know that they believe this way, and I'm going to adjust it to more of a religious feel. If you're going to a corporate organization, you want to talk more about, you know, positive thinking and, you know, maybe the tools of um, books that they should have on their shelf, you know, what type of leaders they should follow, even if some of those leaders may have a religious um, connection when they speak. Um, you don't want to lean too far to that unless you are huge like that and you, you don't really care. But I hadn't found that the larger speakers really have that behavior like they don't care. We may hear something thinking, oh, well, they talked a lot about God. Chances are they were in an environment where that was okay. Or I saw, I heard them talking a lot about, you know, the law of attraction, or I heard them speaking corporately, you know, and it seemed like they might have gotten some amens, but you don't know if you're listening to an audio if they were in a corporate setting or if they were in a religious setting or if they were at a retreat that their buddy invited them to. So don't try to do everything in a big, broad stroke. Continue to get training. I do a radio show, have been doing a radio show for five or six years. I can't remember. I think I told you guys six years or five years. I don't know, but I've been doing this. And I've done internships with radio stations. I've done internships with television stations. I've done internships under people who have been in an industry for 30 years, people I used to listen to on the radio growing up. And I'm not just listening to talk shows. I'm listening to whether it's um, music stations and how they come in out of their breaks. I've been at the public access television station, which in turn I started doing a television show there. But I'm constantly learning. I'm constantly um 
doing some type of tutorial, participating in some type of tutorial. And when I learn something, I teach other people, which helps me to see if I really did learn that stuff. And there are tons of things I don't know how to do, and so I go to someone else to get that mentorship. Sure, I can cut on the computer and open the microphone and think of a topic and just go on and blah, 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 blah. And it might sound like that to you too um, sometimes. But I spend time organizing what's going to happen on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. I take time to figure out, okay, where can I get more music? Where are the independent artists? Um, I look to see, okay, how can I get more help? Are there interns out there? Is there someone who needs, you know, a position and do I have it in my budget to pay them? Uh, I've learned how to use resources like Odesk and Elance. I've learned how to use resources like Fiverr, and I've learned how to network among my peers, uh, people who do other forms of media, whether it's newspapers or magazines in print or online magazines. I'm constantly learning. I had a friend tease me one time, and they said, you'll take a class, won't you? And if they offer it, why not? It could be message overwhelm. It could very well be. And a lot of times it may not be that I'm going for the actual content, but I'm going for the energy of these people. I'm networking. I'm a part of a black journalist organization here in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, you don't necessarily do everything they do. There are news broadcasters in that group. There are people who write for magazines. There are people who take um, do photography, videography, but they are attached to media some kind of way. When you go out to events, you're sitting with other media people, and you get to know these people. You build a relationship. You identify when, you know, when you see them, that they are a part of what you do. But if you're not continuing your education, because, I, yeah, I could probably do a radio show without doing any training, but I probably wouldn't grow the listenership. I probably wouldn't do the social media piece, which doesn't necessarily seem like a, an automatic piece to your business, but it is because there are people online that want to connect to what you're doing. How do I know that? Because I had Dana Sidbury of Motivation Marketing on the show, and she's also a dear friend of mine and she and a colleague, and she you know, talks about marketing. Hey, you need to pay attention to your marketing to make sure you're saying what needs to be said about your marketing, whether it's your brand, how visible are you in the community. So I wouldn't necessarily know that on my own, but having someone that can coach you in that area and investing in myself, everything that I participate in does not happen for free. I don't always get it for free. Sometimes I invest. So in your business, and our elephant in the business is those half-baked ideas we've seen out there. Let's take a short break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk some more because I just think that we've seen some stuff start and stop. I've even done some things started and stopped, and now I realize that was a bad idea doing something half-baked. But what did we learn? Coach talked about looking at our failures and seeing what opportunities lie ahead for us. What could we have learned or what did we learn from it? Let's take a short break. We'll be right back with more Elephant in My Business. Hey, yo, one love. It's your man, Tayanis, and I rock with This Needs to Be Said Radio, and you are now checking out my new single, My Coffee Brown. It's love.
Definition of exquisite is it Local skin, coffee eyes, kinky long brown hair We dig poetic sides and her vibe got us perfectly paired Some forever search you but to match you it's red See her mind like my style like flares We step up on that scene like we slicker this year It's see it's a blessing to share my world with Someone I can embrace God's work with we bought it solid as a fossil, that's the way that we rock We was made for each other just like he's to a lot And by faith it was my magnetism That I saw something more and looked past my vision Just like a short-term goal, I keep my mind on her Something like conscious, the way the light shines on her For every king to prosper, a Cleopatra's needed So for my coffee brown, there's nothing less than queen drink I tell you the truth, I can't even lie because I love me some of you I'm digging your style, I'm digging your grace I'm digging your fire, I think that you're there because you're my coffee brown. Cause you're my coffee brown. Cause you're my coffee brown. Cause you're my coffee brown. When I look into her eyes, I can see a path of a soul sublime. See, compatible signs in the twine create the elegant vibe. She from the hood, but I'm intrigued by her intelligent mind. She's my comfort when I'm home from the grind. That's why I will always stay ten toes down. See, she's powerful on the inside, beautiful on the surface of my soul. She feels good, like Sunday morning service. On Saturday afternoon, we in tune with the swoon, letting the smooth bloom from notes and jazz tunes. I love the mood blue, plus I love my coffee brown. Whenever she needs me, I'm the anchor to hold her down. Cause I can be the spirit that'll lift her up. The heavens looking up when they look at us. For every king to prosper, a Cleopatra's needed. So for my coffee brown, there's nothing less than Queen Street. I tell you the truth, I can't even lie because I love me some of you. I'm digging your style, I'm digging your grace, I'm digging your fire. I think that you're there because you're my coffee brown. Cause you're my coffee brown. Cause you're my coffee brown. Cause you're my coffee brown. Life, I need to think 
Who saw you last night? Go speak your mind. He said like I. Yeah, I double tap just to let you know I saw that.
so much for staying tuned to This Needs to be Said. All right, we're talking about the elephant in my business or in your business, and we're talking about not having half-baked ideas. Just because you could do it, is that what you want to be known for, and is that really what you want? Like how bad do you want that thing? Let it go because everything you're good at isn't necessarily what you need to participate in, okay? So you may know how to do hair, but you don't necessarily want everybody coming to you to get their hair done. Or you may be someone who is good at cleaning houses. You love neat spaces, but you don't necessarily want everyone coming to you for you to clean their house, okay? So just because you're good at it and you can do it better than somebody else, do you have the stamina? Is that what you want to be known for? And, you know, just... Is that what you want put out there? You want people contacting you for that? And if the answer is no, then let us, let somebody else do it. Even if they don't do a great job, they may be passionate about it and they may have the stamina. It's not always, oftentimes it's not the person that's the most talented that people pay attention to because if you're talented, however, but you're inconsistent, you don't show up, you really don't show, you know, that you're into it all the time, then they'll go away. They don't care how good you are. They'll eventually go away. I don't care if it's a restaurant, if it's a performer. I don't care what it is. If you do it good sometimes, it's like, oh, they're a good worker when they show up for work. If that's not good enough, then they're eventually going to go away. But for the person that for the person that may be okay, they may not be the best, they're not the worst, but they show up consistently, that person usually is successful. And we've seen it a lot of times in the music industry, and thank you for my independent artists, but we've seen in the music industry where someone, they just can't sing or they're not a great performer, but their marketing has put them out there in such a way that they're selling so many copies of their album or their face on a T-shirt. They're selling so many of those. And you wonder, how did that happen? Because they wanted it bad enough, they stayed long enough, they had the stamina. Sure, there are more talented people out there, but did they have the right attitude? Did they, you know, think positively? Did they want to be there? Did they want to put in the work? Going back to my first point, did they continue their education? Just because you can sing doesn't mean that you shouldn't have a voice coach. Just because you can do a couple steps doesn't mean you don't need a choreographer for what you're doing. Just because you're in business doesn't mean you need to skip over having a business coach. I've seen um, people say, oh, the coach, I'm, I'm the coach. I don't need a coach. Um, even the pros have a coach. Even the coaches have a coach. But to that person, you know, have at it because I'm pretty sure I know how that's going to end, and hopefully they recognize it and correct that. We need support. We need it. We cannot do it by ourselves. The information isn't always going to be free. There are going to be times when we need to invest in ourselves and pay for some of it. Sometimes we may have to invest our time. But if you show up consistently, even if you're doing an okay job, not half-baked. Half-baked is not fully developing it. You could have it fully developed, but you could just only do this good. You're just that good, you know. But your consistency and your stamina, uh, your support team is what's going to really move you forward. So the elephant in your business or in our business this week is about not letting your ideas be half-baked. And if they are, commit to them and change them from being half-baked to fully developed, even under construction, or let them go. Let someone else do it. Even if it's in your mind, I could do that better than her. I could make my macaroni and cheese better than her. It doesn't matter. Do you want to be known for making macaroni and cheese? If the answer is no, let her make her macaroni and cheese. Who cares if you can make it better? You're not going to be doing it all the time. Stop competing in areas that it's not for you. Okay, but for the area, but for the area that you want to be known for, invest. 
do some Google searches. I've found lots of books online that people say, oh, you should read this book or you should read that book, you know, in your industry. And you find it online for free in a PDF format or you may find an abbreviated version of it, but get it. You may even go look at your library. I know that that may be dinosaur thinking. I probably have the very first library card that they made um, for my generation. So that card may be 20 years old. But, nope, I didn't upgrade $4. I didn't. I kept the same little blue laminate card, but I use it. So if you look online in whatever city you're in and there's a physical library you can go in, use your library card and check out some books. And you know what? They even have e-books for you to download for like two weeks. So you don't always have to have a physical book if that's your preference and you're saying, Catherine, I'm more of a Kindle person and I, you know, read my books electronically. Well, the public libraries have some options for you as well. And for those of you who say, well, Catherine, I hear you, but I'm not really not I'm really not a reader. And if my business success depends on me sitting down opening a book, I might as well go get a job. They have audio books. They have audio books. Let someone read to you. You're getting the information in you and then apply it. No one can make you apply it. Now, so there are lots of ways to further your education. There's YouTube. Hello. We watch everything else on YouTube, quick little videos on Facebook. We watch silly things. Watch a video. You know, if you're a motivational speaker, Google, do a Google search on YouTube videos of motivational speakers. You may come across some little-known people as well as largely known people that you can begin to glean information from, but somehow you need to be investing in yourself. And by all means, if you think you're going to be a speaker, there are places like Toastmasters or meetup groups that allow you the opportunity to practice so you don't get in front of these massive crowds and make a fool of yourself and embarrass yourself. Because when you're up there, going back to that, that original example, when you're up there, you're not just giving a talk, you're selling yourself for someone in the audience to say, hey, I would like to have that person at my next event. How do I book them? You'd like to say, oh, they got a book? Oh, I'm going back to their table to get that. Oh, they're doing a seminar? How do I sign up for that? That person on the stage, which would be you, needs to be trained on how to sell yourself from the stage, whether it's via products or to get another book, another booking to speak. You want to do some training. There's training for everything out here. Education is all around us. Spoken word, there are places that you can go and practice your spoken word. Sometimes you get paid. Sometimes you get exposure. Sometimes you sell a copy of the CD that you made at home and burned yourself and wrote with a Sharpie on the front of it. Same thing with singing. You keep showing up. Keep showing up. That's the consistent thing. You may not be the best. You may say, oh, man, I went to this event and this other person was able to rhyme better than me or sing better than me or cook better than me, but they don't show up all the time. What has helped me in my business is that I have stamina. I have stayed. Even when people say, quit, you're not making enough money, you should do something else. You're too smart for that. You know, there are other people that have fallen away, that have tried some things and and wandered off. Patience. We talked about the elephant in your business a couple of weeks ago. Be patient. Be consistent. And if you stay, you'll be the one still standing. And people will notice you because guess what? Everyone left. They're not having fun anymore. They didn't have the stamina to stay. They didn't want to be known for that thing anymore. They decided, well, if it's not making me a billion dollars now, this must not be for me. So that means that person has wandered off to go start and restart and restart again a whole bunch of things. And you're still there, you know, walking along, 
Sometimes you might feel like you need to go at a hurried pace, but when everybody dies away, you can kind of set the pace yourself for who comes up next. Study the competition. See what they're doing. Hey, they got a nice song. Who does their beat? You might not want the same person, but you find out if they do them themselves, if they have somebody and they're investing money. You don't want that competition to outwork you, you know? So that is my elephant in the business bit for today. I'm going to take another short break, and if you have felt enlightened, please give a call and let me know that. Give a comment, or if you have a question, let's definitely work it out. Uh, I want to support you. I have been here for a really long time and supporting people in their business through the social media, through the radio show, bringing other commentators here. I don't know how else to show you how really bad I want to help you. So if the elephant in my business segment has been of any help to you, give us a call at 347-994-3320 and just let us know. Encourage us a little bit. Let us know how it has helped you, if it's made you think about things differently. Absolutely, I want to hear that. But let's take a short break, giving you an opportunity to give a call in. So if you're listening through your computer, just pick up the phone, give us a call, 347-994-3320. We'll take a short break. We'll be right back. Got an active MMJ? Live in Santa Monica, Culver City, or greater L.A., California? Get your medical marijuana delivered. Go to www.eazeup.com. Sign up using promo code NUG2802 and get $35 off your initial order. Tell all your friends. That's www.eazeup.com. Promo code NUG2802. Are you tired of fighting with your coffee filters? Trying to grab just one before your first cup of coffee is so frustrating. Well, no more fumbling or finger licking. Introducing the Stick and Lift Coffee Filter Separator. Stick and Lift will grab, separate, and lift one paper filter at a time. It's the must-have kitchen gadget for the coffee lover. Buy now at stickandlift.com. That's stick-lift.com. Don't get miffed. Use a Stick and Lift. Damian McCall, independent distributor for Herbalife, wants to help you gain more energy and feel great. He believes in the Herbalife system and wants to show you just how this simple system can help you reach your fitness goals. Herbalife will help you lose weight or gain muscle mass. Yes, you heard me right. You now have a choice with Herbalife. To begin reaching your fitness goals, connect with Damian McCall on Facebook at Simply Fit. That's S-Y-M-P-L-E-E-P-H-I-T. Tell him this needs to be said radio sent you. Everything just goes your way for some reason, and you just like, yo, you feeling, you just feeling like, man, you just feeling more <laughs> Yeah. Woke up this morning, saw the sun shining, had a good long sleep, so I was feeling all my See, on top of that, had a stack of pancakes on my plate, side of toast, home fried eggs, and bacon for the taste. So, of course, we're feeling so marvelous. Like, you took a good breakfast, looks gorgeous. Got the relaxed, chill, bathing water, riches, how I felt inside my life. 
life felt fixed up. No drama after eating that good meal. Just showering, I bump my music loud as hell. And no one seems to complain for once. Had the beats to do my heart, not restrain for much. So I'm scared at this point, it's marvelous. It's usually followed by just BS. So I said to myself, let's just enjoy this. Have a drink, sit back and sing this. It got me feeling so marvelous, man. It's so marvelous. I said this beat got me feeling so marvelous, man.
Oh, 
you feel for me, I feel the same. I feel the same. Don't need no opinion. All I need to hear that you love me only, and there's nothing else to fear. Got my eyes wide open. Got my ears open too I'm focused on you And I respect your point of view Baby, hold back Don't push your love so fast Hold back, baby Let's make this love last Hold back, baby No need to explain Hold back, baby That's what you're feeling for me, darling Check this Feel the same Oh, yeah I feel the same I won't lie, baby I feel the same what you feeling for me, darling? I feel the same. Don't worry about it, baby. I feel the same. Thank you so much for hanging out with me on This Needs to Be Said. I hope you've learned a lot. I hope the Elephant in My Business segment was a lot of help to you. And for those of you who enjoy politics, President's Weekly Address and the West Wing Weekly was aired today, so you can go back and listen to it again and again if you'd like, as well as our daily dose of weird news. We know real news is just weird news. And we heard from Coach Tony Ussery. He wanted to know, how do you deal with your failures? Do you hug on to them? Make a pity party for yourself, or are you a shield against them and you look at what you can learn from those? Have a wonderful day, and we will see you back here on tomorrow. We're going to have Donald Ray Mills on as we, Life Challengers, talk about, you know, getting registered for the upcoming class in October as well as what deal breakers has he encountered over the past week. See you tomorrow, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you've gained something from what has been shared. Special thanks to the creators of the TNTBS jingle. It was written by Lamont Champ Josie and composed by Robert Jenkins. Thank you to everyone who supports us by downloading the phone app at thisneedstobesaid.com, by commenting on the TNTBS talk show fan page on Facebook, by retweeting us on Twitter at TNTBS, by also sharing this show with your friends. Thank you for logging in through your computer as well as calling in to listen on the phone lines. Now go out and tell more people about this great show. If you thought the show sucked, tell them anyway. Bad news travels fast is what I'm told. Either way, tell them to tune in each weekday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're always looking for new guest commentators, awesome topics, and most of all, we want your opinion. 
visit us at www.thisneedstobesaid.com. We'd love to hear from you. There's an elephant in the room. You were thinking it, so we're going to talk about it. Until we meet again in the same place at the same time, have a super day.